Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today is a good day. I'm here with our spiritual healers, Kathleen and Claudette. Meet my sisters. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And Kathleen's mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide, move from pain and suffering to peace, present, and purpose. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do work they love and love the work they do. There was a time when you dreamed of being here, or rather there, where you are, right? Getting to where you are. When you got there, was it all you thought and dreamed it would be? When you have dreamed of reaching other goals, were you happy when you accomplished those goals? How much focus are you giving to the destination as opposed to being grounded in the moment and enjoying the journey? Kathleen is going to be our guide on today's journey as we explore journey or destination. Kathleen, take it away. Thank you, Whitney. I always love how you introduce us. It's so much fun. (laughs) So the topic destination and journey or journey or destination came up a while ago because I was aware of the driving mode that I can get in, you know, like type A personalities, those who really want to protect themselves or, or want to achieve things. We can get very, very caught up in, okay, let's set a goal and let's, let's create the the plan. And then let's just keep pushing, pushing, pushing and get there to the goal. And then when you get there, what happens? It's not enough. You want, you want to try something else. And so I became aware that that was kind of a little bit of what I was, was living in. And that's really just not in alignment on how I, and how I live today. So I was clear I was out of alignment on that. What really pushed me to focus on my dest- uh, on my journey versus my destination is, of course, as everyone knows, is my son's suicide. And that required me to really focus in the moment because the pain was so unbearable to focus any further ahead that I, that I really didn't want to live either. So there's tools and techniques that I've come up with that I've realized. And so, so has Claudette and Whitney and everyone else is that the journey is really what life is about. And I'm curious about what other people are thinking when other people Claudette, Whitney, when we talk about the journey versus the destination, you know, 
the destination is always a great place to create, you know, like in your mind, you create this destination where you want to be. But when we release the attachment and the need to be at a certain place at a certain time, and just live in the moment and allow things to flow through, then we get to experience the journey and love the journey on the way and be redirected along the way. Because sometimes when we don't reach that destination, it is in our best and highest and it's even better. And so I would love to hear from either of you what your thoughts are when we talk about What's your journey? What's your destination? What do you focus on? And how do you live your life? I, too, am a journey girl. I will confess I had been a destination girl for a very long time. And it, it probably was cemented. I like you, Kathleen. Uh, experienced the loss of a child. And I can certainly say that more than anything has been a centering experience, but my experience started before that. I think that that journey of getting to a place where I was living more in the moment rather than always focused on something else. And I was always couching it. I'll be happy when. My life will be perfect when. Everything will be great when. And first of all, the when, W-H-E-N, when, or is that when, when <laughs> never happens, right? That part never happened. The win, the W-I-N, always happened, even if I didn't recognize that it was a win. So even if I didn't get what I wanted, there was a win in it because I was learning to find lessons in it, in, in the process, in the journey. And I was recognizing that life wasn't, I'm going to say this first, and then I'm going to flip this around. Life wasn't working out the way I wanted, but life was working out the way I needed, right? It was working for me, even if in the, the original moments, I didn't see it that way. And so my, I guess the flipping, the re- structuring of my thoughts on this probably started post-divorce and somewhere in a place where I realized that I was out of alignment, but not really clear what I was out of alignment with, right? I think I, I realized I was out of alignment with my soul and my soul's purpose but I didn't know yet what that was, right? So there was just this inner turmoil where it's like, something's not right. I'm not right. What's wrong? You know, and my question kept being, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And what was wrong with me to the degree that anything was wrong with me was that I wasn't in alignment <laughs> with my soul's purpose. And I didn't know what that was. And so that sent me on a journey to do that. And my original path 
started with Eastern and Transcendental Meditation. And at that time, I was not a self-professed or self-prescribed or described person of faith or a Christian. And, but that's where my, my journey, my sort of my life journey and my real attempt was to get some peace in my life. I just wanted peace. And I kept feeling like, you know, these dudes kept coming in and out of my life and they seemed to be the same dude with a different face. And, and I was like, what the, you know, what is the problem here? And when I decided to let all that go and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a step back, be in the moment, you know, sit with myself, try to get some better clarity. I think part of, you know, the destination or journey is that I had less than optimal destinations in mind. And those destinations, again, were not aligned with who I was at my core and the reason that they weren't in alignment with with that is because I didn't know what that was, right? So it started there. And then certainly when my son died, it even changed everything all over again. And it really, be, then the question is like, what, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And if things are not turning out the way I'm projecting them for whatever reason, right? How am I going to enjoy being here because I'm here, right? And I had those feelings as well. It's like, you know, do I want, did I want to be here? I was doing some destructive behaviors that suggested I didn't want to be here, but not aligned enough with those thoughts to actually do anything about it, right? And so I came to a place where it's like, Whitney, you've got to, you're here. You're going to be here until you're not here from some natural reason, right? I wasn't going to do anything to change that. So you're going to be here absent some natural reason or some external thing that I couldn't control. So do you want to get to 80, 90, whatever, and look back and just have been miserable your whole life because you were constantly chasing things that were irrelevant. Irrelevant in the big picture, irrelevant in the big scheme of things, right? Yes, it's important to have, you know, a love and a home and, you know, some of the trappings of life. I am not discounting that at all. But in the end, are those the things that are going to, to make you happy? And, and what is that going to be? And so that set me on a whole different path and journey. And I, I love that, that you mentioned that pain, you know, sort of helped move you on the path. And when I look at my life, it is the various pain points in my life that helped to bring things around and, and 
maybe solidify even more or help to focus that, right? So it's sort of, I don't know, like a funnel and it just keeps getting tighter and tighter, this understanding of my life and how I, I want to live it. And recognizing that being here now, right, in the moment and attached to, and maybe attached is not the best word, but being connected to each and every moment and as many moments as possible rather than sort of sleepwalking through and then looking up and and wondering, you know, how, what just happened. And I'll just give like a, a tangible example of that. When I was in law school, at some point I lived in, I was commuting, I don't know, maybe around four hours a day. I came into work in Sacramento. I went to law school in San Francisco. If you know anything about the geography, it's about 75, 80 miles apart. And I lived in a different direction. And there would be days when I would get to my destination and I would wonder how I got there, right? I did not remember. I was on the same piece of road that was straight at, you know, 70 miles an hour or whatever, at just trying to get where I was going so fast that I did not recognize. And I was like, I, I would get where I was going. I was like, how did, I don't even remember like passing through Vacaville, for instance, or, you know, didn't see the, the Starbucks sign, right? Because I was so just tunnel vision that I didn't see what was happening around me. And I think when we are so locked in to a destination that we are missing life around us, whether it's the people that we love, activities that we love, things that bring us joy, all right, we just, we're, we're missing out. We're missing out. And the whole point of being here is to be here, right? Is to be here and in it. Oh my gosh, Whitney, you know, when you said you got to your destination and you had no idea how you got there, it's like, you're really you, we, I mean, and I believe every single one of us who's listening, who's on this podcast has been in that same exact scenario of like, I've got to get there. I got to get there. And you got all these things going on in your head of what you got to do when you get there. When you get there, you have no idea how you got there. So you're literally letting your life pass you by in the moment. You're not living you're not living your life or we're not living our lives when we're living that way. My coach, Jennifer, she's just amazing. She says, how much are you fully choosing to be here right now? Because if you're so focused, she doesn't say this, but that's, that, that's how much are you fully choosing to be in this world right now in this very moment and then this moment and then this moment and then this moment. Because when we are so focused on the destination, the outcome, someone else's choices, whatever it is, when we're focused on what what's either occurred or what you're going to do about something, then we 
forget about the joy and the love and the miracles of every single moment of every single day. We don't get to see the, the directions that we're being guided on because we're so focused on the destination. So you miss your life when you're focused on, on only the destination and not the journey. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think about some times when going through the divorce and, you know, trying to figure out the child custody situation that we had and my ex-husband and I not on the same pages about things, about experiences with our son. And now we're not doing those together, right? So when we were together, I sort of like a lot of women, I won't say all, but like a lot of women was the one that drove that, those experiences, right? And then we're, we're separated, we're divorced. He's got his home. I've got my home. Now we're doing these experiences separate. I can't control how he's managing experiences or even having experiences there. And all I can do is mine. And so that we were having these, these, I wouldn't say epic battles, but, you know, certainly disagreements about not just the experiences, but discipline and how discipline in one house is supposed to affect the discipline in another house. I got it, but I was like, you know, we've split this time 50-50. I can't have the time that I'm spending with him be altered because of some discipline thing that you've got going on over there, because now we're missing out on what's left of our time. Right. Um, and so like punishments or grounding and things like that. And so trying to, and I'm using this sort of as an analogy of how you have to be in the moment. And then when I look back, of course, right. I got to spend from the time he was three until the time he passed. I only had him like 50% of the time, right? We only had that opportunity. And then I would, we would go and do something. And my ex-husband is like, why would you do that? He shouldn't be. I was like, you know, all we have are experiences. That's all we have. And if we don't enjoy the experience and I have to find a different way to have this discipline, then we're going to miss out. And unfortunately, it turned into something else. But your point is well taken. We have to be living. We only get one life, right? And they say, YOLO, you only live once. I'm only going to live this existence as Whitney, Celeste, McVeigh, Wiley once, right? In my next existence, I'll be witnessing something else. Or I, in the past, maybe I was something else Wiley. I don't know. But I'm only going to live this <laughs> one. Me a hard time here. <laughs> so, okay, we I'm record this moment at once. We moment, record, we moment. record this with a, <laughs> we record this with video. And as I was making my statement, both Claudette and Kathleen are apoplectic about, about the whole you only live once. So they, 
my friends in the audience understood what I was saying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Which is good because now I've lost the thread in the point. Um, so it's anyway. about being in the moment and disciplining and being stuck in the. Yeah, the yeah. bottom line is that you have to live this moment. You're not going to get this moment back again, right? And so the best we can do is to, and and I love that you said that, make the choice to be here now, right? And it's be here now, fully in this moment and recognize that you, you have the choice of regardless of what you're doing, right? Whether you're working or have you know having family gatherings or recording podcasts, you have the choice right here and right now of how to be in this moment. So true, you know. Um... You also mentioned chasing, chasing things. And it's like the more we're chasing, it brings me back to like careers, right? And and I want to get to Claudette in a moment. But when I remember in my career, so it's just similar to what you said, Whitney. We have Whitney and I have so many parallels, it's almost scary. We both were in politics. We both were I mean, she was she's a lawyer. I sat on judiciary. Her son transitioned, my son transitioned. Like there's so many parallels here. It's crazy. But when I was really driven, I wanted I wanted to prove myself. Like I was constantly chasing the next level of whatever title that was. But it wasn't about the title. It was about proving myself. And I think most people can understand that is that you think you can tell yourself it's about wanting to achieve something better and something more, earn more money to have a bigger title, to have whatever it is to be more, more successful in life. But that's really, there's, there's underlying driving measure, uh, driving factors there that, that drives you to do that. But every single time you chase that title, chase that promotion, chase that whatever it is, you get there and it's not what you think it is. It's not what you wanted. So you, you're chasing something again. So you're not ever, I'm not saying you, we often don't live in the moment. And, you know, especially with grief. I mean, I can speak to grief. And well, so can and every, all of us can speak to grief, actually. But for me, grief puts you in the past and into the future. Because when you think about, living the experience when you've had that traumatic loss, living the rest of your life in the way you feel right there in that moment, you don't believe there's a possibility to think that your life can be any better than it is in that moment. So when you look into the future, it just causes anxiety, shame, blame, judgment, like you're just living in so much shit. (laughs) That's the technical term. (laughs) And it's the downward spiral so the importance of all of this discussion is like it, it is really one step at a time, like really focusing on each step and moving through whatever the emotion or the feeling is so where you can actually live to enjoy your life. Claudette, what, what's uh, happening in your pretty little brain or big brain? <laughs> I love the fact that we went journey destination to moment because 
studied this, like, because I wanted to understand it because I used to only live in the future. I didn't like my situation as a child. So I would dream of the future. It, it was like an escapism, right? And I didn't understand the laws of creation. So I didn't understand I was creating and life was happening actually from me. I didn't understand that at the time. I thought it was to me. I transitioned to for me. Now I'm at from me and it's all good. But I didn't understand. Without understanding, we perish, right? And so the Hopi, I don't know if you have heard about the Hopi Indian tribe, right? Or I'm not even sure if that's the Hopi tribe. Indigenous, I think is the more correct term. Excuse me. And the Hopis, in their language, they don't have past tense and they don't have future tense. They only have present. Because they understood the magic of creation in the moment of now, right? And so when we go into manifesting a better life, creating a better life, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of talk about that these days in the spiritual community. And we should, I mean, because shutting the door on the past, you know, people say history repeats itself. You know why history repeats itself? Because you focus on that damn shit and you bring it forward and you just going to bring some more shit into your life in the future because we don't understand creation. Whatever we focus on, we project out into the present moment in the future. So if you want to change something, shut the damn door on the past. Okay. And, you know, in, in my thing too, I was, I was taking some notes. There are no shortcuts. There, none. There are no shortcuts. You're going to shortcut your ass right back into yesterday. Okay. That's what you're going to shortcut yourself to. There, in evolution, in spiritual growth, there's a law called the law of gestation. And it takes time for a seed to grow. So a lot of people will want a quick five-step tip to do this or do that. Or a lot of people start to practice manifestation. Then they have doubt and then they, they don't think it will work. What is a, is a lack of understanding. So manifestation and the journey is into understanding for the destination. But the journey is the evolution. The journey is beginning to trust the divine in you and not doubt it. The journey is understanding spiritual law and not operating in ignorance. Ignorance just means not knowing, right? The journey is mastery of your consciousness and subconsciousness merging into one. That's the journey. And what I've discovered is patience is absolute trust in the divine within you. That is patience. It It's like the more patient I become, I've noticed my level of trust is higher. And now I don't care how long something takes anymore. I just, I just, it just doesn't even cross my mind. And, and for me, that's also a journey awareness of ego in the limitation of ego into awareness of your higher spirit with no limitation. You know, Whitney was talking about dying once. There is a teaching on that. It says in the Christian community, but also you can reference it in Sumerian, Assyrian, and Egyptian. It says it is appointed unto man once to die. My understanding, and you 
you can choose to believe what you wish to. I don't seek to impose my ideas upon anyone. But after research, my understanding is that death is a sleep of the soul. It's a forgetting of who we are. And in the soul's journey, that happens only once. And as we forget who we are, it's a deep sleep likened unto death. Then we start to figure out who we are again. And it's in the moment of now, it's in the journey that we discover that. It's not in the destination. The destination is the happy result of a good journey taken, right? The destination is is that prize we're going for. But if we stop, like we can solidify that to manifest it. That's great. You can have that full picture and then start to enjoy every single minute, every epiphany, right? Every time truth rises in you, every time you start to feel fuller, more solid, you expand. Every time you conquer a belief system within your soul that is not so desirable and sucky, right? So we move from limitation and things kind of sucky and suffering to joy and trust. And we step out of lack a belief in lack, which is really a belief in evil, as if the universe could ever lack anything. Only in the illusion do we have lack. So we move out of that belief in lack to a belief in abundance. We, This is what it's about. And there's no rushing it. There's no rushing it. There's no five-step tactic to do it, right? It's a It's an inward, sacred journey. And that is what matters, that you take the journey and the destination is ever evolving. So, yeah. I love it, Clara. You know, when you said there are no shortcuts, ah, man, sister, you have to move through it. You can't, you can't avoid it. You can't mask it. You can't pretend it's not there. You can't shove it down. You can, but it just comes up in other ways. Dis-ease, chaos in your life. There's, it just keeps coming up over and over. It's all the suffering. Like, yeah, exactly. It's the unnecessary suffering. Yeah. Now, I, I honestly believe suffering and grief is all part of life, but it's the unnecessary suffering. I think it's that, part of that, the journey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is part of the journey. And, and the more we allow the divine plan to unfold, the more we allow healing, the more we rise out of suffering. But we're going to experience on the journey, multiple things. And in the journey is about understanding the laws of nature, who you really are at your core, who God is, because it's that beautiful God's in you. I mean, you know, so God became you so you can become God. I mean, it's universal spirit creating everything. There is one energy that creates all things. You can have many belief systems around that. And we do on earth, but ultimately there's one energy that creates everything. So I've always been the let's get to the root girl, you know, let's get to the core of the beginning of the root thing of whatever and move past all the belief structures into that. And I have really learned and Whitney, you know, said this and you've said this on this conversation. I savor the moment now. And my life is 
so much richer for it. Like I was, I've learned even to be alone, uh, you know, because I'm not alone. <laughs> like I've, I was sitting on my couch and I'm not dating right now. We joke about this off camera, by the way. Um, we won't share those jokes because, you know, anyway, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not because it's on purpose because there's something within me I am mastering. And I know this, this is part of that journey. There's something within me that in order to solidify that part of me, I must do this alone within myself and conquer a few of the limitations that kept me from going into the highest desire this lifetime of what I'm supposed to do. And so I knew that. And I knew that I would allow a relationship to interfere with that. It was demonstrated. It's so funny you say that, Kata, because the last two weeks I spent just really enjoying my life with my friends, with my daughter, with like uh, celebrating a bachelorette party on Block Island. Like I had the best two weeks. It was just awesome. And when I got home, I'm like, ah, I can breathe. I have my alone space. I'm totally alone. Like I'm not alone. Like you said, we're not alone. I am just in my own space and creating that, that cocoon of like, okay, what's, what do I get to do now? What are we doing next? You know, like just being in the moment has allowed me to be without a partner. It, it does. And, and I can honestly say now that doesn't mean I'm not going to choose a partner in the future. That's different. Yeah, but for right me now, I'll clarify that too. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> right now, I'm exactly where I need to be. And can we trust, can we trust the divine plan in us to unfold? Because I'm going to say a cuss word, everybody. I know that's shocking. It's the F word. I'm going to say it right now. In spite of the fuckery, can you trust the divine plan to unfold in spite of all of the fuckery? Okay. Because, and, and I do. So I call it the in spite of technique, in spite of, then I trust this, in spite of, it was part of how I got healed from stage four cancer, in spite of what the doctor sees, I trust this, right? Although I was combining science and spirituality, which I love to do, like I don't ignore one or yeah, they're not other. separate. They work they're together. not separate. But they're not. No, exactly. It's part of the journey. And, you know, it's interesting that you both talked about, you know, choosing to be single and finding who you are or rediscovering or whatever the proper term is, who you are in that. It, before I got married, I chose to do the same thing for like five years or six years or something. And initially I was chasing to use your term, Kathleen, I was chasing to be in a relationship. I was chasing, and the, the chasing kept, as I mentioned earlier, resulting in me doing the same thing over and over again with, you know, somebody with a different face, but it was basically that same dude. And when I made a decision to just stop, and it was part of the path of 
finding peace. And you're talking about suffering, the suffering that we create and then what happens sort of as, you know, natural part of life and you move through that. But the suffering that I was creating for myself was tell, kept telling myself how unhappy I was that I wasn't with someone. And I decided that, no, this is the life that I'm living right now. This is my life right now. I don't, fretting about what isn't, wasn't serving me. And so ultimately, I said, you know, just stop and wait and let it you know, when the time is right, trust, right? The absolute trust that you talked about, Claudette, uh, and being patient in that and trusting that when the time was right, that I being who I needed to be would attract the person that I wanted to have into my life. And it worked out that way. I want to just clarify and make sure that our audience knows this because I think it's so important. It's not about sitting on the couch and eating bonbons. It is about, <laughs> it's about stop chasing and allowing it to be. So there's in closing, there's, there's a few things I wanted to just highlight that came out of this conversation amongst all of us. The first is be patient and trust in the divine within you. Claudette mentioned that, you know, like it, it is absolutely the truth is when we start to recreate stories, start to look deeper within us on what is the root cause of, of the patterns we, we've created in our life, then we start to see things differently. Sit with yourself. Whitney mentioned that. Get better clarity, you know, create a clear destination. It doesn't matter that doesn't matter. You're getting to the destination. It's just it's in your mind. It's it's creating what you want and and how you feel. We've talked about the some pe- people call it law of attraction and uh, visualization and all that stuff. But for me, it's just like, what do I want to feel like? Where am I? How do I do this? What do I want my life to li- look like? And reset your energy there. You know, in the middle of the day, stop. And think about the things and feel the things that are actually going right for you versus being attached to what isn't and, and striving. And, and, and next, it's a, let go of attachment. Create your vision and let it go. And just continue to just be with yourself and continue to take action along your journey. This isn't about stopping sitting on the couch and doing nothing because your life will pass you by. When, when a woman gets pregnant, does she think about how that baby's growing? No. The law of gestation. She gets pregnant. The baby already knows how to grow. Right? Right? So let it go. That's that's the detachment. So I just want to... No, I totally agree. I agree, Claudia. Lastly, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, shifting your energy consciously when you wake up in the morning, be grateful for your life. Be grateful for what you have. In the middle of the day, shift your energy. You know, even at, at the end of each of your tasks that you've done, go and do something different. So you start to shift your energy, even if it's for two minutes. Walk outside, breathe, pick some vegetables, do a little writing, call a friend. You know, it, it 
shifts your energy so where you can sit back down and be fully present in every moment of your of your day. And again, there are no shortcuts. I just think it's really important that we have to either move through it, become aware of it, whatever we choose, whether it's Claudette's method, my method, or someone else's method, it, you have to face it and step through it one step at a time. So in closing, we love you all. We're grateful that you're here. Thank you. you. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.